Welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Marl, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Marl Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hey, this week we want to debunk the myth that happiness should be earned through hard work and the attainment of perfection. But first, how are you failing this week? Okay, this week I beat myself up about a post I saw on social media, which wasn't in any way meant to be a kind of smug post or anything like that. Um, it was, it was, they were purely being helpful and suggesting that, um, as a brand, you should be offering your customers or your followers on social media value as well as okay. kind of just purely promoting yourself, which I completely agree with. But sure, for some reason I saw it at the wrong time or whatever it was and I started just feeling awful thinking, oh my God, I don't give my customers or my followers any value at all. Um, I'm not offering them anything. It's just all me, me, me. I'm so selfish. I only talk about myself. I don't ask them any questions or, you know, whatever it could be. Um, And felt totally awful about myself. And I just, and my page, and I haven't been getting, I don't think I've really gained any followers in the entire year. Um, to yeah. be fair, I had a massive break off of social media for about maybe two, even two months of just not doing anything. So, you know, there was a massive blip. <laughs> um, but still, I haven't... I've gained followers, but then I've kind of lost equal followers. So mm-hmm. I've kind of stayed on an even keel for since since January, really. Um, so I was I was basically telling myself that that was why was because I wasn't offering any value and I was being too selfish. Yeah. Which, you know, in the cold, hard, hard light of day just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> what we always, we've been talking about a lot with the social media thing is that um, if you are in a position of resilience and um, you're feeling strong in yourself then it's a really positive thing but yeah the moment that you feel any kind of vulnerability or weakness it just um you're gonna find something on there that's just gonna hit you straight in the gut yeah and it's actually it is really hard to tell when you're in that space definitely (laughs) usually you can't tell until you're like sobbing into your phone going i'm an awful person exactly so for me certainly the the thing that the important thing that i remembered was to do because obviously like we say it is hard to know when you're in that space to not go on to social mm. media or something was to then to realize what was happening sure the reason I was feeling bad was not because I was all the things I was telling myself I was it was purely because I was you know for whatever reason not feeling at my best and yeah cetera, and that's why that got to you yeah yeah how about you <clears throat> well um, I feel like I've been get, getting a lot of, um, pertinent advice over the last, um, uh, couple of months or so from various people, sometimes even myself. <laughs> you do offer yourself good advice I sometimes. Do. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not following it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I've really been noticing in that over the last week that there are things that I could be doing to ha- that would be positive steps in creating the life that I want for I- myself. Right. Um, like, for instance, I think I've even given this as a, a brilliant tip that everyone else should be following <laughs> on one of these episodes um, about writing and when you've got to break it down and just write 
like a small amount, like give yourself a target yeah. to reach. That's really than, doable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rather than setting yourself the target of, oh, I want to finish a novel, which sounds yeah. really scary and big. Yeah. And I had that set up for myself. I had said 500 words a week, Canberra, which is really not that much. And I've not been following that advice at all. Like I've not been writing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and consequently, my um, writing has been languishing. And when I've gone back to... Um, stuff that I have been working on it feels really alien and I can't really get into the flow of it yeah um so things like that um it's um it's been happening a lot with different things it's not just that one I think that's something that everyone can relate to or certainly I'm sitting here going yeah I do that (laughs) all the time I get good advice and for whatever reason I don't follow through um, and sometimes that happens naturally because you can't follow every piece of advice. Um, sometimes it's because it's not right for you, but also sometimes because, you know, you're just too busy, you know, or mm. there are reasons that you can't follow it. But um, sometimes, a lot of the time, you are just shooting yourself in the foot. Exactly, because actually, the stuff, the advice isn't that hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> if I just sat down and did it. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like, I mean, I think that's something we could even spend a whole episode talking about yeah. because um, there are reasons why yeah. you don't follow good advice. Yeah. <clears throat> which I think we should delve into at some point. In, into it, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Deeper. Yeah, but maybe we should move on at this point, but I think you've raised an important issue which we should discuss at some point. Um, let us know. Uh, <laughs> that phrase again. We're not desperate. <laughs> um, you know, if you... Have you felt this before? I feel like this is something that a lot of people can could relate to. Um, and, you know, I think it relates a lot to the good fail. Mm. Um, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, but great point. Thanks, Abraham. Okay, <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah, lighter things. Yay, have we been lift, succeeding? Lift the mood. Yeah. <laughs> have you had any <clears throat> uh, good moments this week? Um, I managed to dredge up one, one success. No, I'm joking. I, I have had more, more successes, but this is, um, a lot of people will think, well, grow up. (laughs) 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 This should not be considered a success, but for me, this is a big deal. I needed to make a phone call and I made that phone call. I picked up the telephone and I rang <laughs> and I spoke to a real human person on the other end. Uh, well, no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> um, I only got voicemail and actually they haven't got back to me, which I'm kind of a bit annoyed about. But um, I needed to make a phone call, which would hopefully, you know, move my business forward. It, like not a big in a big deal kind of way, but... <clears throat> It would um, give me something else to work towards in my business. And I made the call, even though I was sitting there going, do anything else but the phone mm. call now. Anything else. Check your emails. Do something else. And I said, no, Marl, you're going to make the phone call now and just get it out the way. Because imagine how good you'll feel after the phone yeah, call. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> so I did. And that was, yeah. That was a success for me this week. Well done. <laughs> it's Gold so star. hard picking up the telephone. I hate phoning oh, people. I hate it. And especially when it actually means something to you. It's even worse. Yeah, absolutely. You can't even just like be <clears throat> like, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <sighs> exactly. Uh, how about you? Um, my success this week, which um, I guess is a success for you as well. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> Was I love when that happens. That um, I had a performance this week. Yay. Yay. Um, it felt so good to be doing the show, even though it was in a small <clears throat> hall which only sat about 30 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a production of The Little Mermaid. It was with Atelier Theatre Studio and Pericles Theatre Company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... A lovely show and it felt really good and it was just one of those moments where you're like oh this is why this is why I want to do that do the acting do acting yeah for this for yeah. these moments um where you just feel so 
creative and present and mm. in the moment, which is something I struggle with so much. I find it so hard to be in the present and I find it so hard to just um, let all those worries go and just be focused on what's happening now. Yeah. And acting really gives me that moment where I just feel yeah. so present. Um, <clears throat> when I was talking to one of the other actors in the, in the company mm. um, just before we started and we were talking about how when you're on stage and acting really or even when you're um waiting for this performance to start sure um but then all it that continues throughout the whole performances you can only worry about the next thing you're gonna do sure because if you try to think about all the things that you've got to remember like way ahead yeah then you won't remember what you have to do in the present yeah exactly and that moment where you're just listening to all the um, audience members like filter in and sit down um, and and you're waiting to go on. It's like being so aware of how you're feeling. Just like everything is just super heightened, mm-hmm. like all your senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of all the stuff which it takes me so... It's like doing yoga <clears throat> now and there's always that moment where they're like getting you to focus on different parts of your body and like what you're feeling and what does the air feel like in your skin and mm-hmm. like all those things which I really struggle to do when I'm doing um th- doing the yoga practice oh my gosh this is so hard and then those moments before you go on stage yes. it's like it's just happening you're just absolutely in your body present feeling all these mm-hmm. sensations um and yeah, that's why, that's what keeps bringing me back to, just, acting, to acting, even when I'm like, <clears throat> oh, I probably should give it up. It's like, yeah, it's not going to happen for you. But that, that's a nice remi- little reminder. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. That I need to just keep going. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we all have moments like that, um, doing the things we really love doing. That yeah. Reminds us to, to keep doing. To keep going. Yeah. Even if we're like working through some tough stuff yeah <clears throat> oh great well that's a really nice one to end on um before we move on to our first question and the main topic of this episode yeah um so we introduced the episode at the beginning obviously we did <laughs> you all kind of have an idea where we're going yeah um we're but talking about happiness we're talking about happiness um and the conditions we put on on it um how does being happy and putting conditions on when we can feel happy relate to doing the good fail? Yeah. Why are we talking about it in this podcast? <clears throat> good question. Yeah. Um, but one that we have to answer for. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We're not just going to leave it like a kind of crackly silence. <clears throat> um, okay. As millennials ourselves, mm-hmm. um, so talking from personal experience, we, both of us, uh, feel just a lot of pressure to be reaching certain milestones. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in we've the first defini- episode. We've definitely mentioned this yeah. before. Um, but it's like nowadays, um, it just feels like you've got to be your best self all the time. Yeah. And to be constantly moving on to the next thing. There's like never a time to stop. And so you just feel this mounting pressure. <clears throat> Um, that if you don't get to one milestone, then you can't get to the next milestone. And then just, it's like the domino effect. Yeah. I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that, uh, the job market has completely exploded since our parents' generation. Um, although they're, they're feeling the effects of it now, but when they're kind of our age, yeah, um, it's really just exploded. Um, which has been a great thing. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not just totally put that down. Like, we have got so many opportunities that they didn't have in the past. Yeah. um, To do what they find their dream job and pursue Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, instead of going into banking, because that's what my dad did and my grandfather. Yeah. Our families growing up uh, are like, you know, where we come from. Our grandparents and great grandparents and great great grandparents, they they are all like working class um, individuals from Sheffield, 
just going into yeah, all of them are from Sheffield. Um, no, it doesn't sound like that now. <laughs> But we are uh, Yorkshire women at heart, I guess. Yorkshire lasses. Um, and and they didn't have... They just went into a job that got them the money. They didn't have the opportunity to kind of explore who they were and yeah, find themselves. Exactly. It they was, just had to go to yeah. work pretty young and stay in that job because it gave them a, just a tiny bit of security. Yeah. Um, and... Just thinking about where I'm sitting from now, I'm in a hugely privileged <clears throat> position. Yeah. That I can even think about trying to pursue acting or writing or, you know, creating this podcast. Yeah. Well, certainly as creatives, because, you know, thinking back all that time ago, of course, if you're a creative, you'd be stifled. Yeah. Or that's how I would feel. Um, so certainly as a creative, it's like, it's never been a better time to try and forge your own path um, in in whatever creative career you want but at the same time the same it's time. never felt harder to get there yeah and just find a way yeah <clears throat> there is no clear path anymore no advice good advice that can be given i don't think um on how you're meant to do it absolutely when i was uh doing my masters in creative writing and we had a lecture on how to make it out in the real world as a writer. Mm -hmm. And our tutor very honestly said to us, you know, if this was even five or ten years ago, I would have said, okay, you leave university, you do this, you do the, you, you find this person or get this grant, you work x amount of hours like just like all these steps bam mm -hmm. bam bam mm -hmm. for you to go out there and make it as a writer <clears throat> yeah she said nowadays like there's there's nothing i can tell you to do yeah like that's not gonna i can tell you all these steps I'm not gonna guarantee that you're gonna be yeah a writer there are like so many places on the internet or online that you can find um ways of writing but maybe not going to get paid you know the bursaries and grants that you used to be able to get um to to do writing yeah. are not available anymore or blah 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 and just basically ended up saying <clears throat> almost like just the lecture about how to make it as a writer was basically saying i have no advice for you <laughs> right you you yes. just have to go out there and do what you can yes and i think that's um perfect um example of what we're talking about in that there are so many options out there yeah. now they can't they can't just say do it this one way yeah because there are just so many options now yeah to do it and that is part of the problem as well as being amazing yeah but that is part of the problem because which opportunity do you do you take which option do you go down? Route do you go down? Um, it's hard to make the decision and hard to know which ones are going to be the right ones the for you. The fruitful ones, exactly. <clears throat> which is why, I mean, I guess in a way why we're doing this podcast, because obviously with so many options, some of the time it's not going to work out. Yeah. And you can't... <sighs> that's got to be part of the process. Yeah. Rather than... Now it, it yeah. has to. Because, I mean, you were also giving quite outdated advice when you were yeah, at university. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I really feel for the, for tutors these days who are having to, well, okay, for creative, um, <clears throat> I'm really, I am talking about this from a creative point of view and maybe people who aren't, who, or who haven't followed a creative path, you can tell us whether this is also true in your field. Um, certainly in a creative down a creative path, they're having to sell it um, as, or certainly my course was sold as, you know, a way, uh, really a vocational course. Sure. Because I did illustration. Um, and so they were talking about, you know, you can find a job as an illustrator after having completed this course. Um, and so in the third year, they did do modules to try and set you up for... Working an illustrator, but of course, um, and this is why I do feel for the tutors, it is a 
very quickly changing landscape. Mm -hmm. And I do feel I was given slightly outdated advice. Sure. The stuff that they had to do, which no longer... Yeah, for instance, there was a whole module um, where part of the task was to um, create a decent-looking portfolio of work, a physical portfolio, um, which I got... There was a comment on my feedback form in the end. I kind of got marked down on how my portfolio hadn't been exactly right mm-hmm. um oh, no. <laughs> which I mean you know it's yeah not, it's not a, ma- a bad thing in the long run but you know it was like it was kind of critical to this, sure. m- this module and I have never ever <laughs> had to show a physical portfolio yeah you just don't do it nowadays I no. mean maybe if you're going around to you know if you're if you are there are like children's books fairs and things like that where you can kind of arrange meetings with publishers sure. or whatever. Maybe in that specific, very specific situation, portfolio is um, a handy thing to have. Yeah. But certainly, I think most, for most directions that illustrators go in now, it, it really, you just don't need a physical portfolio. No. And I mean, it's just like if you're in that situation, <clears throat> as well it's like well if I've got 4G network I can log onto my Instagram account and show you the work I'm yes, doing kind of thing exactly. as well like there are so many other yeah. ways of doing it now um, yeah so it was it, I do feel it was slightly outdated um, but it, I think simply because things are changing so fast and they hadn't caught up with the, with the changes absolutely and but just as, again a demonstration of <clears throat> Um, the people who in the past would be able to show you the way mm-hmm. couldn't can no look could no longer um, kind of give you that really sage advice yes. that was going to set you up. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think having actually also discussed this with we, you know, we started the section by prefacing by saying we're coming at it from a mille- like we're millennials. Yes, and we're coming at it from that point of view. Um, but, um, uh, um, but, um, <laughs> oh God, uh, I was talking or we were both talking, um, with someone we know about the podcast and explaining what we were doing. And she was, uh, describing how she was in the creative field and she had to take a break, uh, because she had children, mm-hmm. um, and coming back into the same creative field she was in before she left. And the landscape just completely shifted. And suddenly having to, well, not knowing how to navigate it in the same way that she had worked yeah. out all those years ago. Um, and so it, this actually really, it does, it d- applies to every age group now. It's not just millennials who are having to struggle with this. I think our parents as well having to struggle with it people who have been in a in a career as you were expect expected our parents generation mm. to be have a career um which you worked your way up and then happily retired at the end <clears throat> that's not true for people now and so people are having to change career halfway through or are getting fed up and leaving and it's just not the same job market as it was yeah when they started yeah so everyone is having everyone is having to navigate these new waters. Yeah. Which is putting so much pressure on people. <clears throat> yeah. In that situation I can see why a lot of us feel like we're we're failing. Because we are failing to meet those milestones which we've been told are the things that are gonna make us happy. Yeah, exactly. We're not reaching the milestones because we're not going down the same paths that we were supposed to be going down. And yet we're still waiting for those milestones to make us happy. Mm -hmm. But why is it so hard for us to just be happy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to wait for those milestones. Exactly, give up on those. Yeah, and just just be happy with how we are in the the present moment. Go with the flow. Um, I think it's... I think it is because, well, related to what we were just talking about, about the job market exploding and all these opportunities, um, we are then, with all that, having to promote ourselves and not our work. 
in the creative field, um, but <clears throat> I don't think it's just related to that. I think it's actually expanding into all I definitely areas so. of of working life. Yeah, is that you have to be a personality, and you have to be a person, and you have to be promoting you. Yes, and what you do is kind of secondary. Yes, who are you as an aspiration, not a reality? Mm-hmm. I think we can all relate to that. And the word that really springs to mind. Um, when you say that is branding and brand yeah absolutely it's just the word that keep just comes crops up again and again as you're trying to you know make your way through your career it's just Mm -hmm. like what's your brand what's your brand like you've heard that so many times in the the various talks and oh yeah uh lectures and and personal advice that you've been given Mm -hmm. um Niche, niche down on your brand. But in this regard, we're talking about branding yourself as a person. Yeah. Who are who is your brand? What is your brand as you? I think the most extreme, one of the most extreme versions of this um, that I've come across is when I've been trying to plug away at ma- making a career out of acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been to various courses and and had advice given to me about how to sell myself and it's it's never really about how good you are as an actor mm-hmm. um which is I think the only thing that drama school teaches you <laughs> it's yeah. like the craft <laughs> um uh it is all about how do you sell yourself as a product you are the product yeah. um and it's difficult and extremely, um, I was going to say extremely hard, but actually, actually, I really want to say impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to filter yourself into one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I went to a talk recently or, or a kind of workshop recently where that's exactly what we were talking about. Um, people don't directors and casting directors they don't want to know you've got range they don't want to know you can do you know the big huge dramatic scenes and then the light funny moments they want to know uh are you the girl next door or are you the villain or are you one thing yes this one thing um and i think that relates going going out into other creative fields but I think it's particularly um noticeable in acting because it is only yourself I think that's the case my experience is setting up my business and as you already mentioned I've had numerous numerous occasions where um the advice has been to to hone down your brand be really specific what is your brand kind of in two words or something you know that kind Mm -hmm. of that specific um at the same time it is still an inanimate object like it is a business that you're branding so you're almost in a way you're giving personality to the brand that's the other thing is that brands now have to have like personality and Mm -hmm. almost be like their own person yeah but you're still you've got essentially a kind of inanimate concept and then you're adding to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a person, branding yourself, particularly in as an actor, although I, I do also feel it running my business, Absolutely. I'm having to yeah. brand myself yeah. as well. Yeah. But acting is like, you know, the, the pinnacle of extreme extremeness. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you're almost having to take away from your personality mm-hmm. to brand, yeah. brand yourself, essentially. Um, and I think that's where the difference lies. But I think it's... Um, that's the like we say that's the extreme, but I feel like that is what everyone is having to do um, in in any job market field, <clears throat> um, but also on social media as well. If you know if you want to have a successful successful social media page, it's all about being specific and honing yeah. down and being tight on your brand. Yeah, having just like a color palette as well, <clears throat> like two or three colors that you use, like yes, one filter that exactly. you use. Exactly, just use the one filter, the color palette, the 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 words that you use, mm. the way you talk about things. Um 
Never has the advice, just be yourself, been um, so wrong. So wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I've always hated that advice. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think it's just impossible to contain an individual within a brand. It's it's like you're selling an illusion. Yeah. And um, you are. Yeah. Essentially, because, well, like I say, you... To make yourself into a brand, you're having to take away rather than add. Yeah, and so you're you're essentially you aren't selling yourself. You're selling this kind <clears> of um, version of yourself. Version of yourself. Yeah, uh, which I think we all know is happening, and yet we can't help aspiring to that because that is what the the branding is doing. Yeah, it's making you aspire <clears throat> to it, and then of course, just setting us up to fail. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is how, this is how influencers has become a thing. Mm. Because that is what people are doing. You're having to do is sell yourself the brand and then people buy into that Mm. brand. Um, And so that is why, that is why influencers are a thing, people. (laughs) In a good and a bad way. Um, So understandably... This makes us feel like, what? Well, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but um, kind of giving those that more, um, more adjectives. Mm. Yeah, not good. <laughs> um, Anxiety-ridden uh, wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just balls of uh, <clears throat> pure terror. Yeah. For sure. And fear. And horribleness and all those, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> and just throw all the words, all the words. Yeah. And so it's no wonder with such high stakes that we feel like we've got to be on top form all the time for everyone. Because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows where that next opportunity is coming from? Yeah. And mm. I think uh, it, these days it's all about doing the hustle. Yeah, like that's what I mm-hmm. I hear that word a lot, and I use it as well. And it does have quite um, positive connotations these days. It certainly does. Yeah, because yeah. it's all about um, it's all about you know doing your thing, getting out there, standing up for yourself, uh, making it happen for you, not waiting for anybody else to come along and say, yeah, um, you know, you're worthy of doing this. You know, it's about yeah. going out and making it happen for yourself. Breaking your way through. Yeah. Your, kind of making your own path. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, no matter where you come from, <clears throat> you can make it, you know. Yeah. It's not about where you've been born or... So it definitely has really positive connotations. I'm not taking away from that at all. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is in that environment where it's always about being ready to take the opportunity by the horns as soon as it presents itself, of course, we're going to end up feeling cranky and uh, stressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because there's never a break from it. Yeah, constantly just beating ourselves up for, you know, the mist opportunities exactly you know it suddenly becomes your responsibility completely yeah to to take the opportunities but then when for whatever reason you miss them yeah you suddenly you know you take all the blame yeah. on yourself berating yourself <clears throat> oh god yeah. like i would have made it yeah. this would have been the one thing yeah. that led to my or if you take the wrong opportunity you yeah know, you've also... spent all that time like seemingly wasted doing the wrong thing for whatever yeah. reason yeah then it hasn't worked out <clears throat> and this is where putting the conditions on happiness really comes into it. exactly this is where you go oh so this is why they're talking about all this stuff yeah <laughs> what well, this wasn't just a massive <laughs> tangent yeah <laughs> um because you start to put i just need that one big break and i'll be happy yeah yeah it's not looking for how can I be happy now? It's looking ahead all the time, going, I, yeah, like I just need this thing to happen for me, for me to it to fulfill all my dreams, and I'll be happy. Yes, I just need this one thing. I just need to do this thing. This thing needs to happen to me. Yeah, I just be, need to be more like this, or you know, more <clears> like that. Yes, using the 
like we said, these unrealistic brands as a kind of an aspiration mm-hmm. um, to happiness. Um, it's all it's all just putting conditions on why we can't be happy now. Yeah, in the present. What kind of um, conditions do you think you put on yourself? Oh, <clears throat> that's you know I I think it's a hard one to answer to be kind of really honest with yourself absolutely like I do not do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and maybe I should have thought this one through more (laughs) before we started recording this episode um the the obvious one that springs to mind for me is having a house having my own Mm -hmm. house is a massive it's a massive dream of mine, um, and it's the thing that I'm constantly... I think that's basically why I feel like I'm failing all the time, a lot of the time, is because I would love to own my own house, be able to decorate it how I want. You know, this is the dream. Um, decorate it how I want, put, put all the storage... How many times, guys, do I have to tell you storage? <laughs> it's all about the storage. Yeah, just put all the storage in that I need particularly like the big dream is having a studio space right where oh my god I just the dream is just having all my products in their own little drawer somewhere kind of with a little little tag which tells you what's in the drawer and you just have to open the drawer and pick out what you want have all my wrapping paper and you know big plan chests so that they're flat Mm -hmm. they're not kind of crammed under the sofa all on top of each other Mm -hmm. every time someone orders three sheets of wrapping paper I've got to kind of drag it out from under the sofa take out three sheets then kind of somehow kind of shove it back under or like when I've got to take someone orders one card and I've got to get out the suitcase that I keep them in from the bottom of the pile, you know, that kind of stuff just really gets to me. I just dream about having this <laughs> studio space where it's just like filled with light because I also have a dark space to work in yeah. at the moment. And there's tons of storage. Maybe I've gone into too much detail here. <laughs> but you got me on a roll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we turned the on switch on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway... You know, this is this is what's in my mind when mm. I'm kind of when I am every time. So basically, every time I go to you know get a card out because someone's ordered one, yeah. Um, this this imagination comes back into my mind. So I just basically what I'm saying is that this is such a dreamy image for me um, that which obviously everyone says you know don't dream small dream big keep keep the dream alive you know yeah. just aim for aim for exactly what you want which is really good but at the same time as you're doing that what while I don't have it I feel like I'm failing and I think that's why so many people turn to me and say well I never think you're failing it looks like you're doing really well yeah uh, but it's because I haven't got the dream house you yeah, know totally. I am doing well I am running my own business albeit you know barely keeping my head afloat but you know still I'm keeping going at it Mm -hmm. which you know some people you know if I'm gonna be honest with myself some people would have given up by now (laughs) that's a good thing or not (laughs) um is that a sign (laughs) yeah yeah but because I haven't got the dream house you know with all the storage in it (laughs) and all the light Mm -hmm. um you know I feel like I'm failing so that's my big condition on sure. happiness. Um, what about you? Well, I want to be really honest and say that I think definitely one condition that I put on myself is money. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that out loud because it sounds so mercenary. Like it's, I, well, I never yeah. want to admit that I'm in anything for the money. No. Uh, and definitely as a creator. As a creator. can't be. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think that's something that really... Uh, stifles my ability to be happy is Mm. thinking I don't have enough money I mean I wonder if the house has something to do with that because at the end of the day it you have to have enough money to get the house but I also think like having a house is also just a means to an end for you to have the perfect space to be doing your art yeah um yeah well like I say I mean the big dream 
that goes with the house mm-hmm. is having the mm-hmm. DDA space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I want to be really honest about that <clears throat> and say that I think money is definitely a big condition for me. Yeah, and it's not... Um, I know what you mean about the feeling mercenary. It, that's that's why I don't want to say it out loud. Yes. Like, I don't want to sound mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, I have, I think I have a lot of issues around money, which mm-hmm. we're not going to go into. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't going to become Abramel's therapy session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are probably other other things, mm. but I'm, you know, what I'm saying is that you know, money. It, it I think it's natural for people to want enough money to be comfortable Mm -hmm. you know um so you don't have to feel bad about that i don't have to feel bad about it you know it just is but it just is as it is Mm -hmm. oh god (laughs) (laughs) but yes so that's one of your conditions is money if you Uh had if you had more money to be comfortable you would be happier or you would be definitely that's what i i say to myself which stops me being happy now yeah Interesting. I don't feel like I've thought about this enough to be able to pull up any <laughs> any, oh. of, any great yeah. insights there. Um, yeah, um, I can't think of any more conditions. I there definitely are other conditions that I put on myself, but what I'm saying basically is that... this is all sounding a bit blur. <laughs> and with that in mind, in that case, is it possible for us to ever be happy again? Oh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm-hmm. with being positive here, yes, it is possible to be happy. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to feel bad about not feeling happy all of the time. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah, let's just drill that home. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. <clears throat> you don't have to always be making the most out of everything. Yeah. I probably went really loud there because my face is really close to the mic because I'm <laughs> waving my head for emphasis. <laughs> but we do really want to stress this yeah. point. <laughs> so go back and listen to it again. Whatever you need to do. Because we have all these really great uh, phrases pinging around the world, life the internet at the moment which is all like about live every moment like it's your last like mm-hmm. um take every opportunity um more like that more like that and actually if we lived every day like it was our last can you imagine how exhausting that would be yeah reality is that's just not possible no I love my days when I just don't get dressed and binge watch TV programs mm-hmm. the whole day. That's not making the most of life <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I need those days. Those days are important to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, making the most out of everything is too tiring. I don't yeah. have that amount of energy. No, and we don't. We don't have to be our best selves all of the time. No. We feel like we do, but this is what we are, we want to say in this episode, is that you don't have to be. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay to take the days off. It's okay to take most of the time off and just be your best self. Yeah. Once or twice a month. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, percentage-wise, what would it be? Like 10% of your yeah. best self? Yeah, it must be yeah. something like that. It probably is for most people. It certainly is for me. Such a small amount of my time is spent being my best self. (laughs) And I think there are times when I should push myself to be better. But I think I really need to accept that I don't need to be perfect and amazing and awesome all the time. Yeah, exactly. So what can we conclude from all of this? From all these rambles, I think we can say Mm -hmm. that let's not put pressure on ourselves to feel a certain way at a certain time when certain things align in our favour. Because if we can give ourselves permission to be happy less, we might actually find that we're happy more often. 
that feels very deep. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's a good one to end on. Let's leave it there. Uh, not ramble on around that Not subject. expand that. Wishing. Yeah. Itching to do. Oh, so, <laughs> so itching to do that. <laughs> Just let me say more words around that, please. Uh, no. What is our recommendation for the week? Well, I think I was going to ask you that and you were going to say oh, it. I realised that halfway through. Yeah, I was like, hang on. No, there's a little A next to that one that's meant to be Abra. My question. But I was just so enthusiastic about <laughs> Well, ca- carry take on two. being enthusiastic. <clears throat> okay, no. just take two. Okay, okay am I going to ask the question? Yeah, you are. Right, okay. What's our recommendation for this week, Mal? Oh, I did not see that one coming. Um, well, this week... It's kind of kind of related to what we've been talking about in a. It is. It's like kind of in a tangential way. It is, and I also want to say, it is when social media works at its best because we've been berating social media a little bit. So maybe this is coming at a timely moment. Yeah, we've been going on and on about how awful social media is. Yeah, this proves that there are some really really great things coming out of social media. Yes, and we should not be saying all the bad things all the time yes. about this social <clears throat> media. Okay, so this is a an account, an Instagram account that I follow called iWay, which was founded by Jamila Jamil, um, and it is dedicated to proving that we all weigh more than pounds and ounces. Mm. Oh, so or deep. grams and kilos. Yeah. <laughs> However you do it. However you do it. Um, basically, um, Jamila Jamil is the founder. I don't know if she's still running the page or not. But um, it's basically trying and successfully doing it as well. Taking the shame out of everything I think it obviously it started from I think particularly as a woman feeling like you've got to be a certain weight and the message is no you don't look you weigh so much more than just what the scales what the scales say you weigh you know the the sum of all the experiences you've had all the things you've overcome all the things you've achieved yeah you weigh all of that. Um, so it started off as that, but now it's really progressed and they do, um, there's recently there's been a great campaign to get more awareness for um, trans people. Okay. Um, which has been really great to see, but they also do, um, um, a lot of words. <clears throat> they post about different activists from, you know, all areas of life. Yeah. All walks of life. Um, there was a really lovely post, um, which I almost shared on my Instagram and I haven't yet, but I will do, I think, which was talking about, um, they were taking photos of people who had skin blemishes, you know, birthmarks or kind of acne scars or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously we know how much just media in general kind of photoshops and, um, takes out all our blemishes. Um, and so in that way, this is how kind of this is related to what we were talking about today in um, that unrealistic image that we are presented. Um, and actually we need to explore and celebrate all the blemishes and all the, you know, you are not just a brand, basically. Well, I mean, exactly like we were talking about, it is, and I do this to myself, like, all the time. Oh, if I just lost a bit of weight, if I just weighed this much actually I don't see weigh this much because I don't ever weigh myself but mm-hmm. um you know I definitely feel like this size in clothing yeah if I just lost if I just went down a dress size I'd be so much happier yeah exactly so that's also putting conditions on your happiness this is it this is what I mean yeah so it does relate that way it does you. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just bringing up a random recommendation yeah I really recommend either just checking the page out but really following because in amongst all the the other obviously inspiring people that you follow who Mm. are posting up this amazing stuff there's then also people 
like Ai Wei, who are just being totally real and just yeah. showing the world as it is and going, this is glorious too. Yeah. We need the balance. We do need the balance. But this is a good recommendation for me because I don't follow that page. Oh, okay. Go follow that page. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. <clears throat> so, what's coming up in our next episode? <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God. We don't actually have a next episode. And before everybody starts freaking out, no, this is such a good podcast. Why are you stopping? Only for Christmas. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, we are taking a short break. This is the end of series one. Yeah. Indeedy. Which I think is a massive milestone for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Success number three right there for me. This yeah. Week. <laughs> and here we were talking about milestones and we've reached one. Mm. We have finished recording our first ever series of the good fail and in the new year we shall be launching series two we will so stay tuned if you are having nightmares that you are just never going to hear from us again Uh, it's not true because we do have more episodes planned we do we're that organized (laughs) (laughs) which may be surprising if you have got to know us either through this podcast or because you've known us before you know you know we are not disorganized <laughs> usually, but we are when it comes to series two. Yeah. So take heart. Do not be afraid. <clears throat> Have sweet dreams. Yes. Continue doing the good fail and we'll be with you in 2020. Yeah. And can I, shall I, shall I just say, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> good one to end on. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales. And online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together, we can be found on Facebook at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.